You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're two and a half season card holders at Ashton Gate. We love the club, the game and all things Bears. This week, episode two of season five and 144th outing overall, we round up the Premiership Cup stroke pre-season campaign and reflect on the shellacking that we gave Cambridge on Friday. It was great to see a smorgasbord of tries, but we ultimately finished second in our group on account of the two defeats against Exeter and Ealing. So should we be a bit disappointed that we haven't progressed to the knockout phases? It seems like it's, it's been a long time coming, but we also review the first game of the Premiership and catch up with our friends at the Rolling Mall Pod to find out how they're feeling about the trip to the gate. Facing the Grizzly Tigers first up is a pretty tough assignment. Finally, the European shirt was launched this week, quite literally, as the photo shoot appeared to take place uh, inside of a balloon. So we hear the thoughts of our fashion expert Miles and wonder whether it was all just a bit of marketing hot air or something more artistically fundamental. All this and more. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Lee and Miles for a cheeky beer and a peak bit of rugby banter. Well, fellas, here we are again at Lee's Podpad, the three musketeers of fan podcasting, forging our own identity in the amateur rugby punditry world. So, Lee, thanks for having us. How are you, fella? Yeah, good. Uh, good to see you, boys. Uh, just uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks, hasn't it? We've been, I've been away to Malta on a holiday, uh, and now back, uh, all ready for the start of the season against Tigers on Friday evening. Can't wait, mate. And what about you, Miles? How's it been juggling the kids, the Duchess, the investment portfolios? How are you you're looking a little bit tired, mate? Is it been tricky? Well, it's been all right. The investment portfolios, that's the easy job, mate. It's juggling the children, the wives. I mean, wife, uh, that has been tricky. Uh, the Duchess and my mother and my mother-in-law have decided to go on holiday. So that's not fair. Holiday and work all the same week. So I've been in charge a week. I think the kids have been bored of me telling them that all week, but I've survived and um, relaxed this weekend. Pete and I went on a little paddle down in Bristol Docks this morning, had a little coffee in the paddle, and it's, yeah, come for more relaxation and rugby banter this evening with you chaps. I should say that this is the uh, the annual Bears Beyond the Gate derby. Uh, <laughs> me and Miles paddleboard race up the creek down in South Devon. We'll let you know how it goes in a couple of weeks' time. I'm sure you're all desperate to hear. Um, but also, Miles, I mean, there's something else now. I mean, now that you know we're down to a smaller group, we've given you a little bit more responsibility, Miles, haven't you? We've actually given you a little pet project. And I think, would you like to tell the listeners what it is? <laughs> well... Uh, you could say that Bears Beyond the Gate has progressed in the sort of media front to the 18th century, i.e. we set up an Instagram account, haven't we, boys? Well, not we. I did. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. I just used to follow a few people on Instagram and thought, you know what? This is what we're lacking, really. All the young and the cool have Instagram accounts. So I thought some late 40-stroke, early 50-year-old, she also had an Instagram account. So we set it up, I think... You know, if you're lucky, you could be our 39th follower, listeners. Uh, I'm sure it'll progress from there. We've done a few little sort of video uh, clips on it on the game on Friday night. Linked it to our Facebook account. So uh, we'll keep you going. Keep you going. Yeah, it's, it's good yeah, to have yeah. a little project. Yeah, absolutely. Miles, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure Instagram was around in the 18th <laughs> century, but I think you meant 21st century. But anyway, let's, yeah. let's crack on. Let's I crack think on. Miles, we all know Miles' yeah. sense of humour by now, Pete. That's true. I, I've got to just interject a yeah. second. A little bit disappointing you, mate. Why? Well, you're a teacher yeah. Yeah? Yeah. in the education system. I cannot. I know you use shellacking against Cambridge. Yep. Slightly disappointed you didn't maybe do something a little bit more educational based, obviously with the 
There's a bit of a university. Oh, with the Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah. I just thought we missed out on well, that. I, did, I expected more from it. I did it. actually, when we, I did tweet something out where I said that, the you know, given the, the matchup, the score is probably already academic. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll forgive you. But, but yeah, I guess you're right. I suppose, I think too many puns is is a bit too much for people. I thought I'd just stick with the hot air balloon one to start with. But it's a good point well made and I'll do my best. Um, but let's crack on because, Miles, you and me actually went down the we gate did. on yeah, Friday absolutely. to see the Cambridge game. Um, 98 points on the board. Um, a multitude of tries. Many of them um, I can't remember. But Dan Thomas got four. Ibitoy got a hat-trick. Harry Thacker yeah, got a hat-trick. Three hat-tricks, yeah. Um, we had... Uh, uh, someone else got two. So Rich Lane got two. So loads of good stuff. I mean, what was your what was your feeling of the night? How did you enjoy it? Uh, well, this like, this is my first game down this season. Uh, I finally uh, had a free evening and I thought, you know, the team sheet looks pretty good. Um, I need to go and see what team is going to be put out. Obviously, looking forward to the Leicester game next week, and I loved it. Um, crowd size was a bit disappointing, but you know, bearing in mind it was on our season ticket, I was expecting a few more, but. You know, fair enough. Great weather, and the occasion was great. Uh, and I saw some fantastic running rugby. Um, I guess we expected that. We could have got a hundred points, to be fair. Had a few of the kicks from AJ have gone over, but I think the team looked pretty solid. Defence was all right. I mean, you could like, people might say, "Oh, you let a couple of soft tries uh, from Cambridge," but fair play, Cambridge. You know their uh, their heads didn't really dip throughout the most of the game, despite being uh, near a cricket score. I mean, talking about the the last try you said about us, we were down to thirty men, weren't we? When I think they scored course, that last yeah. try, I think one of the they took a few players off right at the end, and we were we weren't sure why. It it didn't appear to be injuries, or it might have been precaution, but we did wonder whether it was just a kind of chance to try and play down with Everyone. a few people down yeah. and just see how they how they coped with their defence so so Cambridge did score one uh, when we had 13 but uh, yeah <laughs> I think you're, yeah. Yeah. but yeah you're right I mean any any particular players stood out for you Miles? Um, well obviously there's players I haven't seen before um, Jansi van Rensburg I hadn't actually seen in the flesh he, he did a, a great game I thought really good in the centre um, in attack as well I thought that was encouraging I thought Josh Coldfield I haven't seen play yet um, I thought it was fantastic. He was uh, great in the lineup. Seemed to be running that show. Um, so those two new players obviously come from London Irish. I thought actually they look a great prospect for the future. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was good. I mean, I personally, you know, I, I thought that clearly we were under no pressure at all. Yeah. But that's not to say we wouldn't drop the ball and stuff like that. So I was quite <laughs> pleased to see that when we're under no pressure whatsoever, pretty much, we we still managed to, you know, to finish most of our tries, to do all the basics right. Of course, you know, pressure creates other problems. And, and I'm not sure really how much we learned from that game, apart from the fact that, you know, when our players have got time and space, uh, they look, they look like a, they look brilliant and fair a million play. They, dollars, didn't yeah, they? I mean they 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 played all sorts of different attacking moves across. You know, it was like watching the uh, you know the Bears of that first season when we started, where yeah. loads of wraparound passes around the back and the forwards getting involved and offloading and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean it was it was a fun time. I think the and there was a little um, obviously a little. We're going to say that because I tell you, I, I forgot to mention who we were thoroughly impressed with, and that was little Harry Rowson on the wing. Yeah. He was like lightning, wasn't he? 
Um, you know, ducking and diving, some great plays. I mean, admittedly, maybe in the Premiership, his size could be a disadvantage in getting picked week in, week out. But for this Prem Cup and as a backup, I thought he was really encouraging. So yeah, well no, to him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I thought he had a bit of rugby intelligence he as did. well. He, yeah. Even though he was quite small and fast, he, you know, he knew when to cut inside, he knew when to put his foot on it, and he knew when to... Um, he knew when to kind of not take into contact and, and maybe offload it. So, yeah, I think he's definitely one for the future. Yeah, I'm not sure he'll, he'll appear against uh, sort of, sort of big sides like Leicester to start with. So, yeah, I think all in all, you know, very positive. Um, I, I pick up on what you said about Josh Caulfield. You know, again, didn't know much about him, no. but he looked the business. He looked like he, he was running the line out. He was... You know, he was taking, he was shouldering quite a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, he was taking quite a lot of the contact, and you know, he scored a try as well. And I actually, he was quite promising. And I think, you know, he was promising in the sense I think he's going to be a starter against Tigers because we are a bit short in, in yeah, certain areas. Yeah, so, yeah. so that was quite positive. But as I said, it's hard to to really know because we weren't really tested. And you do sort of worry, wonder, wouldn't it have been nicest to have the last fixture before Tigers to have something a little bit more competitive? You know, maybe play Ealing then, or maybe we could have played Saints. And you know, maybe yeah, the yeah. maybe in the future, you know, the, I'm surprised the Premiership clubs didn't sort of look at the fixtures and say, can't you just give us a, a bit more of a competitive one As the week before yeah, we yeah. get to it? Because you know, I know you know we're going to talk about Tigers in a bit, but I know that they played Bedford and they rested pretty yeah. much all of that yeah. whereas we probably didn't so yeah I mean it's it's yeah it's, it's difficult but I mean Lee I mean it's, it's been quite an extended pre-season we've had the Barbarians game we had a kind of a very very minor pre-season game get Exeter first then the Barbarians game then we had that that Exeter kind of when we sent the kids and lost 75-0 then we've had you know some competitive-ish games apart from Friday um, where they've moved, they've tried different combinations, so on, for the Premiership Cup. Ultimately, we didn't win our group. We're not going to progress to the knockouts. So we are going to have a big gap in our fixture list come next year. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what's your feeling about this? Was there anything more you know, we could have done, or is this just the inevitable that they had to treat it as a pre-season? We had to, like, sacrifice yeah. a few games. I mean, like, for me, I think it was always... The, the Premiership Cup was always about just getting minutes into legs. Um, and... You know, it, it just getting the system, the, the the training into play on a on a match day basis. So to be fair, I mean, it's it's going to be a pain in the backside again having a, a, a big gap, isn't it, without a game? But I wasn't really expecting us to do anything, and you know, except for getting uh, fitness, game fitness, and match, you know, match tactics. So for me, I think it's served its purpose in that case. Yeah. And, he, and we all know the big test is coming Friday night mm. because we all know what we're going to be facing against Tigers. Yeah, I mean, you do look back and think that Barbarians game, which was a you know it was a great kind of it was a supercharged preseason. Um, you know, we obviously felt obliged to put out quite a strong side, and as a result of that, our first Premiership Cup game was very weak. And you kind of think, did that kibosh our chances a little bit of of further? Yeah. We, we've kind of gone for a kind of supercharged preseason game in the place of a potential semi-final and actually a final and, you know, real silverware. It's, and I, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? And yeah. I don't really blame... I know it was really difficult and I think all clubs have to juggle it. It's a unique thing. It only happens every four years. Uh, but now I look at us being second in the table. Yeah. I think, oh, you know, oh, it would be I, quite I nice agree. To I mean, but I do think it swings and roundabouts. And let's face it, it was a couple of years ago we didn't have any pre-season. 
and we went into the, the main season yeah. like completely shot yeah. to bits and not match ready. And we cannot, at least we cannot say that this year. No, I think uh, I think you're right, and uh, that's very wise, very wise words. Always, Lee, that's what you hear. Withywood wise, withywood wise. That's what we. That's the words from the street. That is, isn't it? I love it. That's why you're here, mate. Brilliant. Oh, thanks. I mean, amongst many other reasons, of course, like like hosting the like giving us somewhere to do it, and, yeah. uh, somewhere provide, warm, yeah, and providing for beer, and you know, giving it giving us a bit of authenticity. But anyway, and the nuts, and the nuts as well, and of course, you know, let's go early on it. The Christmas tree. Oh yeah, I mean, that's going to come. That's going to be out next week. I think. I mean, oh, can we at least get past Halloween? <laughs> I think, come on, come on. I think we've got to go. Be- oh, Miles yeah. is right. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, were yeah, very sure. early last year. Was it, it was mid. Was it mid November? Something like that. It was. Oof. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. But to okay. be honest, I felt a bit intimidated even by November. Come, 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 come mid November, we may need some extra input. To be fair, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I promise I'll, we'll get past Halloween first. Don't okay. Miles. Well, anyway, boys, this is it. This is why we're here, yeah. really, to be honest. We're, we're really getting back in it now because yeah. on Friday, we are looking forward to the visit of Leicester Tigers. Um, in the past few seasons, it's always been an opener against them from down the road from yeah. Bath. But, you know, Premier Rugby have decided that it's going to be it's going to be us and we're the, the Friday night game. Um, we're going to be on TNT Sports. Um and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a big challenge. So you know, this is what we're we're really here for. This is what this whole long preseason has, has led up to. Um, but before we uh, we talk about it, um, you'll be pleased to know that I've reactivated the. Uh, I think to be fair, the fan favourite, which mm. was Pete's Premiership P- previews, the PPPs. Um, I managed to speak to Mike Cooper at uh, Leicester's Tigers, the Rolling Mall Pod. Um, and caught up with him yesterday to to find out his thoughts for the how their preseason has gone, and also his thoughts about the game to come. So let's hear what he's got to say. Okay, so it's great to speak to Mike from the Rolling Mall Pod. He's a, a friend of our podcast. We've spoken to each other over the last couple of seasons. And Mike, it's great to see you. How are you? Likewise, Pete. Really good to see you, mate. Yeah, very well. Just enjoying the fact that we're two of the coolest cats in town, recording in the middle of a Saturday afternoon. Clearly, our social lives know no bounds. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, just for the listeners out there, it's uh, it's complicated. Mike's got young kids. We're trying to fit this in in between naps and video sessions. I've got teenage girls, which you think might be easier, but I've just been taxiing around the town. So we we've managed to slot in this sort of half one on a Saturday. So so Bristol actually played last night and uh, almost scored a hundred points, which is uh, something we haven't seen for a while. I, I saw. It looked like a landslide. It looked like um a. a- good hit out for a, a team similar to what I expect we'll, we'll see on um, Friday. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was quite nice to see that. I don't know how much we learned from it, but but we didn't drop the ball that often. So that was quite nice. And, and of course, <laughs> you, you lot are playing Bedford, I think, this afternoon. Um, That's right. And I don't know what sort of team you've got out for Bedford. Full, full academy. Um, I think our hit out was against Newcastle on Saturday. Uh, just gone uh, this Saturday against Bedford. There is, I think there is one senior squad player in there. The rest are all development squad players or, or even just pure academy players, not even in the development squad. Yeah. So it's a, stra- it's a strange one because I think we still need a win to get a home semi-final. Uh, so it'll be a good test for a lot of young lads. There are a couple of guys who have really impressed from the development squad, Finn Kandorf and Emika Leone in the back row. Um, both have half a shout of being in the the squad for next Friday. But other than that, I think that we're trying to use it so we have a, a week's rest um, going in. Yeah, interesting. I mean, that that 
leads me on nicely to the sort of first question I wanted to ask you is, is you know, how has your pre-season gone? It, for all of us, it was the Premiership Cup, obviously, with it inverted commas, but essentially, uh, you know, all the Prem teams have had to use this as a way of developing or getting ready for the first league game. So how, how would you summarise the Tigers' sort of pre-season, as it were? Full of renewed optimism. Obviously, last season was um, a little bit of a cluster F. Uh, I don't know if you're elsewhere. No, we're a family uh, show. I'll, uh, I'll be polite. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll use a polite term instead. But basically, what happened was, you know, obviously, Borthwick and the entire coaching gang left halfway through. So we ended up um, getting an entirely new coaching team in, which is Dan McKellar, who was uh, an assistant coach for Australia, also head coach of the ACT Brumbies. Uh, and the approach he's brought has, has got fans very, very excited. What he's uh, seems to be doing is building on the set piece focus that we have at Tigers, but also developing a lot more sort of our attacking play, our attacking structures. It, you know, people who follow England will know Steve likes a particular type of game, and Tigers have sort of really doubled down on that that kicking heavy game uh, that we'd focused on before, and it, it led to a lot of sort of one out runners, slower ball whilst the focus for us seems to be, once we get into the right areas, really focusing on quick ball speed, almost over accuracy, lots of movement. So we're not seeing sort of like just the one out, fairly static runners. We're seeing tip on passes, forwards coming around the corner um, and the backs looking to put it wide. And obviously I've uh, got a couple of really exciting new signings out wide. I've got um, Ollie Hassel-Collins, who has looked absolutely electric in pre-season, Josh Bassett as well is is a proven um, try scorer at this level. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of excitement um, about how we're playing. The the Premiership Cup's been a bit strange, hasn't it? Because, like you say, it's a pre-season, but at the same time, you, there's been a lot of guff about oh, you know, the spirit of the cup and stuff like that. And actually, the the pre-season takes priority really. So you've got to get coaches, particularly new coaches, who want to see how their team plays. So. We've put out some stronger sides and we've also put in some development sides and, and uh, you know, sort of fringe players as well. I think we put out the senior side away against Sale, who, to be fair to them, put out a mixed side and we got a fairly unconvincing win there in some pretty dodgy conditions. But then we put out our senior side at home against Newcastle, who went full noise, uh, obviously minus their World Cup players. And um, it was an absolute landslide. I think it was 60 points to seven and we missed five conversions. So, you know, if, if Charlie Atkinson had his kicking boots on, it would have been 70 points to seven. The set piece looked absolutely frightening. And that's without uh, Montoja. Uh, uh, I think James Cronin is injured and Dan Cole, obviously, off with England. Mm. So without a first choice front row, it absolutely obliterated um, Newcastle's uh, near first choice front row, and it was it, that was really exciting. And then the the handling in the backs has got everyone very excited. People are trying to sort of keep a lid on it, but people think this could be um, a really interesting season for Tigers. Well, I, I'm feeling a bit depressed already <laughs> listening to that because <laughs> we struggled before against you. Although to be fair, the last few seasons we have had some some good uh, good humdinger games. Um, oh yeah, there was the draw last season, wasn't there? It yeah. was. And and you're lucky because I'm going to this game, and my yeah. record of watching Tigers play in the West Country is absolutely abysmal. And I, I don't think I think I, particularly at least Bristol, the prices are relatively reasonable. They are more expensive than I remember, but. You know, at least at least it's not like going to Bath where I pay sixty quid to get pissed on in the rain and yeah. see us lose, which happens regularly. Yeah, no. I mean I think when you think about it, I think the last two um games at the gate was as you say, a draw last year 
and then before that was the the um the last the last the bo- was it the game. boxing day game boxing day and you scored right right at the end yeah um, that was a hell of a game hell of a game that and actually in some ways yeah was uh yeah it uh, gives us a bit of hope i guess um but mm. you know it's it does sound like you've you know not only does it sound like you've your pack has got stronger <laughs> and more organized is that you're now going to be like flinging it around at pace in the back line um which you know obviously is uh is, is what we like to see in rugby we do like to mm-hmm. see that sort of sort of game rather than a continual kicking game i guess so what do you think i mean what 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 do you think will be your kind of uh your team on friday um who should we, in, and perhaps rather than go for the whole team i mean which players do you think the, the bristol fans should be looking out for um and and what how do you think it's going to go basically well, it's, it's really interesting because I think that most of the team will be relatively familiar. Uh, perhaps um, I think the second row look really strong with Cam Henderson and Harry Wells. They, I think that'll be good. I think the back row is a particular area of strength, even without uh, Tommy Rafael and, and Jasper mm-hmm. Visa. Um, as I mentioned before, Emika Ilioni, uh, former England of the 20s captain, it's tipped to have a breakthrough season. He's a heck of an athlete, really good over the floor, dynamic in the carry. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hanro Liebenberg will, will fill the six shirt, but then who fills that seven and eight shirt? You've got Ollie Cracknell, um, Matt Rogerson, who we picked up for London Irish, London Irish captain, who is just an absolute workhorse, very dynamic, very versatile as well. Um, and then we've got Carl Hatherall as well, who is just an ex Worcester player who is spent yeah. a season in France and is just an angry, angry man. He's yeah. cut from the same cloth as Visa, hyper aggressive in the carry. So that back row is going to be ultra, ultra mm. physical. And I think that's an area where we'd probably, in all honesty, look to get an edge as well as a set piece. Uh, in the backs, you know, a lot of attention quite rightly will go to Ollie Hassel Collins, but there, there are two guys uh, aside from him who are really, really impressed in, in pre-season who are, who are new to the club. Um, and that's Jamie Shilcock, mm. uh, the fullback. He may start on the bench, um, but he d- is just a wonderful footballer, uh, lovely kicker of the ball as well, and, and a lovely option as a second fly half. And the other guy who has looked super impressive, but to be fair, his, his forwards have been putting it on a plate, is Joe Powell, the, the London Irish scrum half, ex-Wallaby International, knows Dan McKellar well from his days at the Brumbies. And his service is just focuses, just getting the ball and whipping it out uh, and also keeping half an eye out for a gap as well. And he's looked absolutely lethal in our pre-season games mm. and seems to fit in well to this much quicker brand of rugby we're looking to to play when we get in the right areas the, it's not a departure from what we've what we've done before entirely uh you know there's still a big focus on set piece dominance uh McKellar, believe it or not I mean, if you see him you, you think oh was he a back row or a center or something no he was a prop back mm. in the day so mm. his focus is all line out and scrums as a priority but uh, he's obviously got a slightly more rounded view on how the game should be played. So I think what we're looking to do is expand it a bit. And I don't say the S&C work that we seem to have done looks really, really good. Guys like Dan Kelly um, looks just like an absolute hulk in the middle now. Uh, and the front row as well have lost a heck of a lot of extra timber. Mm. Joe Hayes in particular, um, he looks as, as physically, uh, physically strong as I've, I've mm. ever seen him. So... Um, Joe Hayes, I think in the in the tight is one to look out for, and uh, I'll, I'll say, uh, yeah, obviously Ollie Hassel Collins is the big name out wide. Mm. No, I mean even though he he has like painted fingernails and stuff like that, 
you know, he's still one to fear. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, not one usually to get sort of the, the, the adoration of the Crumby Terrace, but they absolutely love him. I, I think at Tigers, we, we accept that 90% of our team should be very gruff, ugly yeah. men who, who just want to fight. But then there is always room 10% for a little bit of, uh, you know, outrageous yeah. flair, yeah. which was Castro Giovanni for a while. Yeah. But, you know, you know, he was, he was our showman, you know, and he was a prop. But, um, you know, having, having Hassel Collins there and I heard somebody say he could paint my fingernails if he keeps playing like that. When, you know, that's, that's <laughs> sort of the attitude at the moment. He's, when they played against Newcastle, he set up a try with a break down the wing and he, he had Radwan, um, who was showing him the outside and, Hassan Collins thought, well, you're a rival for an England shirt, potentially in the squad after the World Cup. So he decided to choose violence instead and just went straight through him. And Radwan <laughs> is not a bad yeah. tackler. Um, yeah. and he just, he just knocked him flying. The physicality and the way he runs is, um, he's a joy to watch when he gets going. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, with all of that taken into account, um, what and you're coming to the game, so that's great. It'd be great to catch up with you. And that's, and, that's and a ten point. That's a ten point lead off the bat yeah, for you. Yeah. Guys. So given we're starting with ten points, according to your things, I mean, all seriousness, I mean, what you you must be feeling pretty optimistic. I would have thought, but what what, what is your prediction for the way it's going to pan out, and and perhaps a result rather than a score, maybe? Yeah. So I, I am optimistic, but it's everything is always tempered by the fact that. You don't know until you actually get on the pitch. This is Premiership Rugby now. Yeah. Um, you guys have been working under Lamb for for a long time. I, just a quick one. I think your recruitment in the backs has been sensational. Yeah. Um, you know, when you see old Radrandra and Piertaus going, all of a sudden you've got Revuvu. Oh, very good. Malin's brilliant. And Vakatawa coming in. And actually the signing of the season, I think, is Jansen van Rensburg. Yeah. He's yeah. an absolutely phenomenal player. It, it still doesn't address, I think, that you're underpowered in the pack uh, and, and don't have the depth. And mm. that just hasn't been looked at, particularly with Joyce going. I think Joyce is a yeah. great player. Um, so I I think that for all the chat about, you know, like us playing a pretty brand of rugby, I think that we will focus on the set piece, getting dominance there, uh, you know, still playing for territory. Maybe if we start to get some dominance um, in that sort of area, then I think we might look to play a little bit wider. But I think we'll look to beat you in a physical game because if we try and take you on and you know nice open you know offloading game there's very few better teams in Bristol so I'm optimistic but with a good dollop of caution um I'd say a Tigers win and I don't really give a stuff about the bonus point at this stage no no okay well that's good and uh well we'll be able to see on Friday when we uh we see each other post-match no doubt and perhaps we might have a catch-up then and uh a few little sound bites and when we we know what the score is but I like, really fun. appreciate that Mike it's been great to talk to you as usual your your pinpoint analysis has uh given us a lot to ponder there's no doubt about that cheers mate all, all the best with the pod for this season and catch up uh in the next round brilliant and likewise well it's always good to listen to mike uh, mainly yes. because i learn quite a lot of stuff <laughs> from him when he speaks very knowledgeable isn't he? absolutely very i mean he is uh he is i mean i think he'd be proud to, to be called a rugby nose to uh, be yeah fair. i think he would and, and actually as i think some listeners may remember from previous um times he's spoken he, he actually lives in canesham so he's a <laughs> yeah. uh, he is a uh, He's a. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be here next yeah. Friday night. And he, then, and will he? Yeah, no, no, he's coming. He's coming with the other guy from the Elliot from the other guy from the uh, the Rolling Moor Pod. They're they're coming to watch the game. But yeah, I mean, Mike clearly knows his stuff and uh, he, he speaks very very well. Um, I don't know about you fellas, but 
I felt a little bit like drained the optimism out of us. It yeah, did. did a bit. It's, yeah, it sucked the optimism after 15 minutes of listening to that. It really I did. Mean, my biggest worry was, yeah, he kind of admitted, even then, now that Borthwick's gone, he kind of admitted that, you know, they'd, they'd been pretty boring and, you know, he'd very much horses for courses, obviously won the Premiership. But now all of Borthwick and his gang have gone mm. to England. He's got the new guy, the Aussie, as in, and, and he's basically, I don't know how you took this, but his basic summary to me was that we've kind of carried on with the kind of really good up front and really yeah. sort of scrap, you know, really dominant up front, but we've added a bit of pace. <laughs> and, oh. you know, and, it, and, I, and it just shows how controlling it must have been with Steve Borthwick because Mike's comment was that now Leicester, you know, they're looking at pace and speed, mm. you know, in, a, in, the, in the place of a bit of accuracy. Mm. Um, but of course... And with people like Hassel Collins, who they've signed, and Josh Bassett, who they've signed, mm. you know, we, we've come across those boys before. You know, that is slightly worrying. The only optimism, I, a bit of optimism maybe I got from it, is that, you know, if there is broken play and if they are taking a few more risks and it doesn't work out, and we, you know, we have got, as we've seen, you know, yeah, we have we... got, the, we have got the, the pace and the backs to maybe exploit it. So, you know, I don't think we've got to be too depressed. But Lee, what are you going to say? No, I was going to just follow that up, really. I mean, it's depressed. It's a, it, it did make me feel when I was listening to Mike. Um, let's face it, it wasn't anything that surprised us. No. I mean, we know that Tigers, you know, up front dominance, they, you know, they're already a strong set-piece team. But just what you've just hit on then, the, the accuracy thing, that can take a while to start kicking into mm. place. And the one thing, I don't think we can match them physically, but the one thing we are good at is we have got enough ball players on the, on the pitch to exploit if their accuracy isn't quite as good. Um, we have got the players that can, you know, um, counteract that. So, you know, there is a, there is a, a snippet of hope. I, I, it's going to be a really difficult game, but we're not without a chance, I think. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think you're right. And I think... When you look at the matchups, in particularly in the front row, because I think we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have a, a fair, you know, look at their pos- even their backup front row is is looking pretty good, and even their kind of backup backup <coughs> did well against Falcons, you might said. So, and I think I look at our type five particularly, and I think have we really got the grunt? Um, you know, our back row potentially can match them, and they're missing a few of their big players, Visa and and uh, Raffle are at the World Cup. But then um, they have got Hafferall. But they've got this Hafferall who, yeah, and like as Mike it. said, he's like, all he wants to do is hurt people. He's the angriest <laughs> bloke. He's like, he's the angriest bloke they know. And and uh, that worried me. Um, but I guess, you know, our, you know, we our coaches will have thought about this for a long time. We've got Dave Walder on board, yeah. and I think it's a different voice and a different idea. And I, I suspect that we're going to have to try and keep the keep their pack moving, keep them moving around, try and get out. We do not want to get into an arm wrestle. Um you know, I, I don't know. Are we going to try and move them around the park? You know, but we've done that in the past and mm. then we've got isolated and, you know, that sort mm. of thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how we set up, I think, on Friday. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be, a, if selected, it's going to be a big, big game for Dan Thomas at seven. Yeah. I think really if we can just niggle them a little bit in, in those areas, six, seven and eight, then I think, you know, we, we've got a chance. But again, it's like, do we run the risk of running the ball, as you say? Well, like you said, Pete, you know, like you discussed with Mike, the last two visits from Leicester have been flipping tight, haven't they? And I think they have come to the gate and we've been extremely worried. 
expecting them to um, push us all over the park, and they haven't, have they? Uh, yeah. We defended, suddenly stepped up, defended really well, attacked, uh, come up with some grunts up front. Admittedly, they've got a few more dangerous players in their backs now. Hassel Collins, as you said, and Bassett are dangerous players. So our defence on Friday night has to be tip-top. And we've got a, we've got a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, dare I say... Newcastle had to defend a lot of the time last season, didn't they, with Dave Walder as head coach? Um, so he's, you know, he's no mug. And let's just hope that he's instilled that sort of plan A, plan B, and plan C into the Bears lineup, which we've perhaps been missing over the last couple of games. I think for me as well, the halfbacks massively important. Yeah. I think, you know, you've got Powell and Atkinson potentially for Tigers and possibly Randall and AJ for us. And I think that that is. That's going to be the battle. Yeah, we've got, yeah, we've yeah, got two yeah. internationals. They've yeah. got two what might be considered to be the understudies, given yeah. the the people injured in the way at the World Cup. So I mean, that's an area. You're right. That the halfback area to target, especially our back row. Mm-hmm. And Atkinson's a young lad. I mean, he's very very talented. But I remember that there was a few years ago when Owen Farrell took him out really high yeah. when he was playing yeah. at um, wherever it was, was whatever. So I'm not saying that we should do that. I'm just <laughs> saying that Dan Thomas, I'm sure. Uh, with by the way, we should have mentioned. We forgot to mention the, the Cambridge way that where we were sitting, it looked like Dan Thomas had washed his hair just before the game because it was like a sheen. There was this shiny sheen. Now I'm not joking. It was weird. It looked like he'd had like he was in an Alberto Balsam advert, and this like he was like tossing his hair around. It was it was the bizarrest thing. Anyway, so you know, I think this is a you know potentially that's going to kind of you know he's going to be bearing down on Atkinson. Blind he's going to blind, blind Atkinson like, with this sheen and flick him in the eye and then get. But anyway. Maybe it's, not. It's but. all small. It's small margins. Yeah, it's, 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 it's marginal gains. Yeah, marginal gains. Yeah. Dan Thomas, he's probably thought, I didn't get a look in last year. I got right. I got sent to Ospreys and they got brought back again. You know, I noticed. need to do something different. <laughs> I need to do something different. He's changed his shampoo. That's what he's done. <laughs> could be that. Forget about all this stuff about playing and tactics. Change your shampoo. Anyway, what are you going to say, Lee? No, just, no I, I, how can I follow that up? Well, you I mean, you've got to, like, Pat needs to be notice, noticing Dan yeah, Thomas this year. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, he was dead well. He scored four tries. That helped as well, yes. didn't it? And yeah. he was all around the park. Yeah. But it was, there was, a lot of people commented on the, the sheen of his hair. Anyway, let's get, well, let, let, that's led us off nicely. We, we're a bit kind of, we know it's going to be a challenge, but what, what do we reckon then? Let's go through the team. What, what lineup do you think we are going to have? I mean, who fancies going. Who fancies starting with the forwards? Um, I mean, the problem I would say before we get there is that there were a few people who were unavailable against yeah, Cambridge, yeah. and then there were a few people that weren't unavailable, but they weren't picked, which makes me think they may have been held back. Mm. But the ones that were unavailable, as far as my, I can remember, was Batley was unavailable, Woolmore was unavailable for Cambridge, which in my mind suggests injury or something. Yeah. Um, but but like the Ben Solomon twins, Diego Bailey, Jack Bates, who our first team squad mm. and have played in some of the pre-seasons weren't unavailable. I suspect they were just not playing. So with that in mind, you know, it's kind of hard to, to judge. I mean, I, you know, we have talked about the front row being an option, uh, being an area that we might, might be slightly worried about. I mean, what do you, you reckon? To yeah, you go take the front row. Personally, I think, Woolley, for me, was rested. Mm. I, I don't think there was any, you know, I think he's too important for us to, for the Cambridge game. So for me, he starts at loose head. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all know Wilker 
Yeah, pick yourself. Thacker's yeah. in every Thack day trick, long. Thack attack. And obviously Capon. Yeah. You know, morning morning and by the way, Capon when he came on, should mention this. He was I know, again, I know we get it, it's yeah. no pressure, but he looked rapid. Yeah. And he has got such good hands. Yeah. And actually I suspect he's a slightly better scrummager than than so what he's he's looking sharp. Mm. So him on the bench you know, it's good. He's I ready. Think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think yeah. he will yeah, play a so. part. He will come on when the game is is yeah. tiring. Um, and then I, I could see Big Max uh, switching over to tight end. Mm. Um, personally, the the second row again. It's like if Batley's out. I mean, he's a major loss for us. Yeah. Josh Caulfield, I do agree, would step up. Um, I think he's he's the grunt. He is now the Joycey yeah. of our team. He's, yeah. he, he's not quite South, South Mead, but he's Western. Yeah. So, you know, similar <laughs> yeah. places. So, he, could, uh, he could be from the Bournemouth. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I like that. And, he, and yeah. I've got to say, boys, it's we the first... We haven't got a jib. I was going to say, Miles, you just threw it in The first outing of the phrase, he definitely, <laughs> I definitely like the cut of his jib. He is in the jib cutter club. So, you're right, Miles. <laughs> great minds, mate, great minds. So <laughs> I think. more Miles yeah, well. yeah, yeah. But that in itself just makes him look better. He's got a bald head and he just sticks it where it hurts. Yeah, absolutely. But he was running the line out and calling yeah. it. And he was yeah, just looking like he knew what he's doing. And I do feel that that's that's an important. That's, that's a you know that's yeah. a big caveat for going forward and and starting the game. So I mean, in Batley's absence, it's got to be Ed Holmes, hasn't it? I, we, I don't think we've got. I mean, Joe Owen. Um, James Dunn, on the done. yeah, done on the bench. But for me, Dunn's yeah. a six. I'd yeah. say. But so I, I'll go for Caulfield and Holmes. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I think if Batley um, is injured, think, he's yeah, going to have to. I agree. Yeah. So I've got six, seven, and eight, depending again on everyone being fit. Fitz Arden, uh new club captain. For me, it's six. Dan Thomas, it's seven. And uh, I can't like for me, Bradbury's the eight all day long mm. if he's fit. So I think that's that's my starting eight. If you mm. if you got. Any suggestions? No, otherwise? I don't. I, I, th- I think that sort of picks itself at the moment. With oh, what agree. we know, uh, injuries aside, I, I agree. We don't know where. Yeah, no, where I, I may have been rested. If Batley, I, I agree. If Batley is fit and was just rested, then he's got to come in. Uh, in I think in front of Holmes, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think Jake Heenan would be on the bench yeah. to back yeah, up. Yeah, the, he's the go-to man. He, he came on against Cambridge. He'll come on. Yeah. Um, I think we'll we'll come to subs in a minute. Actually, other subs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair do, you, what, do you want to quickly run through what you think the back the backs will be? Well, I mean, I'm not sure it's going to be. Well, we've discussed a few changes on Friday night, but I think you've you know we've got to start with Harry Randall yep. and AJ McGinty. Um, Araj. Araj. Um, like I said, I was a bit disappointed by his kicking on Friday night. I think he. Mm. Yeah, he would have taken us over. Yeah, actually, I got. I, I mean, we. This is just my opinion yeah. by watching it, and this is no kind of personal disrespect to the man who we love. Oh, he's great. But it looked to me like it just got worse as the game got yeah. on. And in the end, he gave the duties over to Williams. Jimmy Williams, mm. who, who did that classic thing um, of none of this kind of leaning forward, leaning back, put his arms together. He just put the ball on the tee, took three steps back, and just hoofed it straight over. He did miss one, but it was quite refreshing to see. So I suspect Jimmy... I I agree. I mean, Adji's gameplay was, I thought, brilliant. I mean, I didn't put a foot wrong on Friday. But yeah, the mindset, something's not quite right with his his kicking at the moment. And and there's no shame 
if it's not going right to hand it over to, well, to someone else. Williams was top scorer in the not championship quite. two years ago. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So yeah, I think Randall and Ads half backs, and then um, well, I think Williams and Yancey Van Rensburg. Obvious. I think Ibitoy is obvious, and Lane is obvious. But my question to you, Lane at fullback, is who's, who's on, on the, the other way going to be right? Miles, well, um, Miles quickly flicking through the cat the squad. Absolutely. Well, we were discussing Diego. We were the chat yeah. this morning, really. Diego Bailey. I think for a Leicester's gig, we need a bigger unit. Harry Rouse had a great game, so I think Bailey's back from injury, isn't he? And he's, you know, when we've seen him, he's been great. So ba- uh, Bailey or, or, or Bates, but. I don't know. I'd probably, for his size, put Diego Bailey on the wing with this game. I do think that's a, a good shout because, again, he's got pace mm. and muscle. But I just I just wonder, like, for me, Bates isn't a winger. I know Pat's played in there yeah. on numerous occasions, but he's a centre for me. Um, I've just got a funny feeling, right, that Piers O'Connor might play oh, on the wing. Oh, OK. And I... I, I it is just a, an opinion, but I just have a funny feeling. Piers O'Connor on the wing and Rich Lane at fullback. Which he did come on on yeah, Friday did. night, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, my um, only caveat on that is that maybe Piers O'Connor will be on the bench just because he covers all those yeah. options. Yeah, he can play yeah, fullback, yeah. centre and wing. But it's, hey, mate, it's a game of opinions. So you both think Bailey then? Well, I think... I'm just thinking about their wingers and I'm thinking about Hassel Collins and I'm thinking about Bassett mm. who are operators Yeah, and we've got Ibitoy on one and I can't someone will know this I can't remember whether he'll be facing up to Hassel because I think Hassel Collins is also very physical as well as fast and mm. won't just I think Mike mentioned it to me I can't remember he mentioned it on the oh, his did he, thing, ran he, through said that, run, he did he? go round round yeah. run. he thought no I'm <laughs> going to go straight through, through. Mm. you're at your competition for England I'm going to smash him yeah. so Bailey's a big unit. I just think, mate, you know, we might stick him in there for, for defensive duties as much yeah. as anything. Yeah. I mean, I think whoever we play on the wing, yeah, if they've got they've got to do a Luke Morahan type defensive. Oh, absolutely. I think I think if Bailey's not on the wing, he may well be on the bench and, and like and vice versa with O'Connor. So yeah. talking about the bench, I mean, it kind of fairly obvious. I mean, Marmion, I think Sheedy will be on the bench. Who, by the way, it was so great to see Callum like playing with gay abandon. On against Cambridge, he looked brilliant. He looked like when we first saw him, mm. you know. And, and he's been up and down, Callum, but he, he is a quality player. Yeah. And it was a, there was one move where they they made bet big on social media where he he, he did a miss move, he, he dummied and chipped it through. And Ibitoya caught it. It was a great try. So fair he play. Was so, testing, testing the paintwork on the sticks as but well. But having <laughs> said that, he did. I, I I I think you know what I think. Shido, he's such a great guy. I reckon he did it on purpose for the fans. He was te- Lee. You weren't there. He was ten yards out, straight in front, and he hit the post, yeah. and it went on the inside. Not just it a was, little clip. It, honestly, it <laughs> was like for, yeah, yeah, Miles. Miles won't know this, but you'll know it. USA World Cup '94, the classic. What happened there with the old penalty? Diana Ross. It was almost as bad as that. (laughs) Just about. That is still the worst ever kick of any sort of ball in history. Sheedy almost surpassed it. But luckily, it went on the inside and went in. There was one in baseball as well. Oh, I can't remember who it was, but they, because obviously, traditionally in baseball, they, you know, they get some celebrity to throw the first. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And there was one throw, it was so bad, it was about 15 yards yeah. away from the, Three bounces. From no, the catcher. No ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. So, what? If, so yeah, we think. But here's my thing. Yeah. We've got Marmion, Sheedy, 
possibly O'Connor, possibly Bailey. Yeah. Possibly Walmore, possibly um, uh, Klosker, I think, may well be on the bench. Possibly Holmes, possibly Heenan, Capon. Here's my wild card for the bench. Yeah. I think we've still got one person left. Big Stevie Luatua. Comes off the back of destroying England. Right. Best game. <laughs> Match fit. Match fit. I mean, he's only in France. They were in Lille. He could have, he's probably back there. He could have got the train back in yeah, two hours. True. He's been to, you know, Semi's probably left the old uh, hot tub in the thing. Steve's been in there. Steve had all those Bears fans with the Bears. There was a couple of fat looked like they'd done it on a, the kids had written it on the <laughs> kitchen table. Bristol Bears, Samoa. Loving it. Adrenaline's pumping. Why, why, you know, I know it's international test level, but I mean, we're talking about, you know, it's like test level for us. We need to, yeah. Steve Lewis, straight back in, straight well, back in, either the side yeah, or, the, okay. or the bench. Well, where would he play? Well, he would, could cut, I mean, he played at lock for it, Samoa a couple of times and he played at number eight on, so he's yeah, he could he, a utility. England, yeah. So what I'm saying is he could be the kind of Heenan Lewis on the bench mm. could, you know, if we need to, to put someone at lock, I don't know, just a thought. It's, it's a good chat. I don't think it'll happen, but it's a good chat. <laughs> I've got, I've got a, I'm throwing a curveball now, actually. Not one that bounces three times. Oof, not one. Well, hopefully not. But I've got a little, I've just got a little sneaky feeling that we might see Faka Tower really? on, on the replacement bench. Explain. I, I, I just have a, I just, we know he's, we know he's fit. We know he's well. Well, well okay. <laughs> we well, know he's fit. Well, we know he's alive. Okay. In terms of the, the only, in the, a only nice way, yes, the only things, the only thing against that is obviously the formations of the Bears, where he's had long enough. Because we all yeah. know that yeah, yeah. that Pat needs, you know, he likes players to to know the system inside and out. But we're talking an international quality player. You should quite easily be able to pick up the formations yeah. and the tactics. Um, I, I don't know. It just, yes, mate, it just got right. a bit of sparkle we, for the start of the that's season. That's why we do this podcast, mate. Because yeah. we push out little things out there mm. that maybe it may be ten percent right, but that ten percent has got a chance. Yeah. So, and also on that subject, I wanted to ask both of you: What's the latest on Sivo again? Because is he injured? Is he not injured? What it, it's start of the season. We always have Sivo. Sivo. There two, two theories. One, he's injured again. Second theory is that he's gone back to he's a monster as we speak in the barracks because he's he went he's AWOL to the and army. they've been looking for him for about the last two years because he's, he's because he's been injured they haven't been, they haven't seen him on BT Sport that often he's somewhere he's, lost on Salisbury Plain yeah he's, 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 he's wandering around in circles now around in well, the village well maybe the GPS on his tank went a bit awry I, I don't know you know good question all it is is a good question the answers of which we have no idea no. because we never get given any information so no. let's leave it at that because we, we might still... we might. You know, a season we might get a season for the whole season, and then we can speculate on him being. I thought free. you were going to say one season we might get some information. <laughs> well, yeah. I know, that's never going to happen. Anyway, right? I think we we need to finish. We'll yeah. call it a day on this yeah. lesson. We know Fine. it's going to be a big game. Absolutely. Bring it on. Hopefully, we'll see Mike and Elliot from the Rolling Mall after the game. We'll, we'll see if we, if we do. We might have a chat with them and, and see what they thought. Right, let's move on, boys, because we did say when we started this we were going to try and be short, but you know. We can only do what we can do. So here we go. A couple of other things. And I'm going to go to you, Miles, because you are the Gok Wan. <laughs> and I did say Gok Wan of BS3. The European shirt, the final shirt of the trio, has now been launched. Yeah. Bristol Balloon. I think it was Cameron Balloons it did was, it all it inside their balloon. 
Um, balloon thing. What's your thoughts, Miles? Uh, Off the bat, straight away. It's a grower. It's a grower. Um, we saw it in the flesh on Friday night. We did. It looks colourful. Um, you know, some some say a little bit too colourful. Um, yeah, I mean, a mate of mine, listener, you know, described it a bit like a koi carp. A few people on Twitter said it looks a bit like a sort of art. I think I said it looks a bit like an Art Deco lampshade that the Duchess would have in her boudoir. Um, but I like the homage to the Bristol and the balloons. That's great. A bit like the um, the bear, isn't it, from the bear pit? Yeah. Um, yeah, Ursa, Ursa. Ursa, that's it. And I like yeah. the fact it's made you use the word homage well, as well. absolutely. That's so always good. Um, yeah. I'm so is it a thumbs up or a, a I thumbs think it's a thumbs down? up. Thumbs I think up it's, you know, it's a sort of, you know, halfway up, 45 degrees, near a thumbs up to me. Lee? If it's one shirt, I possibly might buy the season. Yeah, out of the three, it wouldn't be my favourite. I'd still, I'd just love to, like, I prefer the away shirt. Hmm. But... It's it's a close second for me, and I, and I do agree, Miles. I think it is going to be a, a grower. I think it will be quite popular as well with the younger supporters, which is always good because you know there's no point in bringing these things out. People are going to buy <laughs> for them old the like day. us. No. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I quite liked it. And again, as Miles had said, it's it's tipping the doffing the cap to to local again, isn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I'm I. I think it's quite right. I quite like it. I think it's a, it's it's fun that they they have a bit of fun with the European ones. Yeah. I still think the one I had about three years ago, the one where we won oh, the Challenge Cup, with the black with the kind of map of Bristol and the bridge. I love that. Um, my only comment I would say is I think this marks a new chapter in kind of rugby merchandising for Bristol, at least where I think that they're merging sh- game shirts and fashion wear. To one thing, and hence yeah. why there is no fashion wear available, no, as far right. as I can see, in the store. And I think you know they've clearly it's pretty obvious with the the way they marketed it, with them wearing jeans for the the shirt, you know the um, the home shirt. It's not a bad thing. I mean, if if you're trying to make something that people will young people will wear as well as you know that's not obviously a rugby shirt. I don't know what the players think about wearing pajamas and stuff like that, <laughs> but. I kind of see where it's going, and I'm I'm kind of happy with it. I I do think the, the it's a bit. I agree with you, Mars. A little bit lampshady, little. I mean, it was work. It was like an. It was referred to as an art masterpiece yeah, on social media, which to me was very similar to Fireworks Spectacular. It was kind of <laughs> pushing the boundaries of credibility, but I'm not dissing it. All right. Yeah, I I totally agree. But for me, though, it's still. <clears throat> the range still needs to, oh. to be a lot bigger than what it is. Yeah. You know, we went to Tigers, we went to Welford Road a couple of years ago, and we were amazed by like how many hats, beanies, like, t shirts, polo shirts, like replica shirts. Like, there was everything. It's one of the oldest goats in, in the land. Oh, yeah. That, that goat will about, be with us until we well, take it. Until we improve it. I don't know what the life expectancy of a goat is, but this is at least a four years old. Because of the podcast, and it was probably a goat before that as well. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we, there's not a lot in the shop still, no. is there? There's it's not a lot still. on sale online, and you know, yeah. we, we've moaned enough, so yeah. we'll leave it at that because Let's obviously, regular listeners or you know, would have been experiencing the same thing, yeah. won't they? Right, boys, that's great. There's three things to do, actually, four because mm-hmm. I just remember we didn't do predictions for the Leicester game, Ooh. so we'll do that Sorry. right at the end. We'll do yeah. that right at the end. Fair so, okay. three quick ones. Um, going to come to you first, Lee. You wanted to mention the women's team. Yes, I did. Um, 
because we always like to just have a little a section as well, don't we, dedicated for the women's team. Uh, I just want to say it was a fantastic 52-21 win against our friends down the road at Sandy Park, the Chiefs. Uh, eight tries to three to take us to the top of Pool A. Um, but I did want to mention a massive congrats to Phoebe Murray. She scored a great try. Um, she raced in from 30 metres on her 100th appearance for oh, Bears. Nice. So what a time to do it. It's a shame um, she didn't race in 100 metres on 100th appearance because that would have been quality, wouldn't it? It would have but been. 30 is pretty good. She, she might have overrun it and right. you know, not well, scored not, a try. That's true. So, but yeah, so we just wanted to mention yeah. that as... Uh, yeah, congrats, because it's always nice beating them down the road, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Nicely done. Nicely done. Miles, one for you. Q&A with Steve Lansdowne next Friday. Yeah, I'm mean, afraid it's a little bit early for me. I won't be out of work on time. 5, 5.45? 5.45. Like that, but and that's, um, this is a new new chapter in the Bristol yeah. sort of like fan engagement, isn't it? Um, Q&A with fans, players, and lo and behold, Steve Lansdowne. Well, the advisory committee. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll be interested to see how that progresses. Uh, by that the should way, have been chosen. By the way, I nominated you for it, Miles. Did you, you know, write yeah, 300 yeah, words yeah, for me? Well, it was difficult. I, <laughs> I basically had to go to ChatGPT and then it came up with something. But there's one last thing we've got to do, and that's the predictions oh, for yes. the Tigers game. Now, we haven't also, we haven't done the predictions for the season about where we're going to finish, but I've got to say, boys, I think let's just wait until the Tigers game, and we'll do it after that, I think, <laughs> to be honest. So, Lee, you're in charge of predictions this year, so I have, over got, to you. Well, I'm in charge as in I've got You've the got pen. pen. Uh, Miles, would you like to start us off? Right, let's go for it. So, a couple of years ago, we lost at home. We drew last year. I'm going to go for a win this year. Mm. Close one, though. I'm going to go... 21 Bristol, 19 Tigers. Ooh. It's going to be a tough assignment, but why not? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be incredibly tough. Mike talked a very, very good game. I'm worried about our type five, I've got to say, but I think if we've got the tactics to do it, if we've got the game plan, which I'd like to think we've got something to negate that, I, I, I think it's going to be so tight. I, I'm going to go with Miles. We've got to be positive. We can't start negative in this season so I'm going to go for a very very tight 18-17 win a bit oh. like England Samoa <laughs> oh. to, to oh. the Bears oh, that's I know, that is. Um, I'm sorry boys but I am going to have to be a bit, little bit negative um, I do think it'll be tight and I think it'll be it'll be there'll be quite a lot of niggle in this one mm. But I can see us going down just narrowly. I think 24-21 to Leicester for me. Go for it. That's all right, mate. You know, it's fine. You know, don't worry about it. No, I think that's good. I mean, it could go either way. What we know is it's going to be a humdinger. Let's hope there's a load of people down there. Yeah. It's the first one on TV. So we're in the shop window for the rest of the rugby fraternity. Those people that watch uh, TNT. Um, and it's just going to be great to get down to some proper competitive rugby all over again. So that's that. it, boys. I think that's all for us. Um, what do we say at the end? I never remember what we got to say. Um, Lee, do you want to finish it off? Then we say stay safe and have a good week. And up the bears. And Come up on, the bears. bears. <laughs>